0: Please, take my hand, now open your mind to me, please, open your mind, open your mind,
1: open your mind. Instead of looking for ways to work together and get things done in a practical way, we, we've got folks who are deliberately trying to make folks angry, to demonize people who have different ideas, to get the base all riled up, because it provides a, a short-term tactical advantage.
2: This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB, and that was Obama uh, speechifying this week on the stump in Virginia, and his a lot of his speech. I have several other clips that, that point out the same thing. A lot of his speech was about uh, you know, when people said he was slamming Trump, it was clearly the implication was that the right was divisive and uncivilized and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, when you look back at his own presidency. There was a lot of divisiveness, but what he is doing now and what the Democrats are doing now, not just the Democrats, but him personally or his uh, uh, what he's associated with. So I want to delve into that a little bit. I want to get a call first. Got a few calls. I'm going to Brian. Brian, you're on with Monica. Hi, Brian.
1: Hey, Monica. How you doing? Good. How are you? Very good. I just wanted to make a comment real quick. I think the bigger problem was illustrated in your first contest, the fact
2: that... Can I I just say what happened? I didn't reset that. I didn't tell people. If if you just joined us earlier in the last segment, I did a contest. If you can guess who... uh, I read a quote from a speech from the week, and I said, if you can guess who said that speech, who made the speech, I'll give you the prize pack. And it was a speech about Thomas Jefferson not only owning slaves, but also writing the Declaration of Independence... And I got some some funny answers. Ultimately, somebody got it right. It was Obama. But uh, anyway, so now, now tell me what you got, Brian.
1: Yeah, but you gave the audience uh, multiple choice. You gave yes. Us three options.
2: Obama, Bush, or Richard Spencer. Right. And, and I said it was last week.
1: Right, but it took five guesses. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the ignorance, the ignorance of our electorate is the bigger problem. That's pretty and
2: funny. Was- One was Martin Luther King. Who could not have made a speech last week, and uh, yeah, but I, I really, I think that's more that people just aren't thinking. You know what I mean? You have to really listen to the question, and and that is a problem. I don't, I don't know if you know me, Brian, but I'm not a great listener. <laughs> I mean, I listen to the callers, but in my regular life, I just kind of gloss over what I'm hearing because I'm busy and I want to get. It's usually you can pick out the thing, so I would say it's more of a function of how fast paced we are. But yeah. You I guess we more.
1: we don't we don't listen anymore though all we do is um all we do is assume that we know so when people listen to let's say Obama's speech if, if you're on one side you hear hate and division but some other people hear hope and change but we don't listen because we already know
2: that's very so, interesting this happens to me a lot i I have a different opinion on different things and my principles I'm a libertarian I, I'm not a republican I'm not a Democrat i I say things that really people get angry at me like why is there a liberal on the radio like i'm not a liberal you're not listening i'm just not saying what republicans say but i am speaking from a principle that you probably think you hold but they they people get mad at me because they cannot hear what i'm saying because i'm not what i'm saying isn't one of the capsules that they're used to just identifying quickly
1: Well, I enjoy I enjoy your show. I
2: just want to make a quick comment. Thanks, Brian. And I and I also noticed that when that if if the level of discourse is lower, then you get used to not listening that hard. I mean, if you were auditing a class at Harvard and you knew you were going to be called on, you would be listening. You know, but you train yourself to not listen that hard, and actually if we listened a little harder, I think we would all turn the TV off. You know, I think we would all take that cable news. But, and I do have more calls, and I want to uh, to take them. But, Binkley, I think it's really important. You've been following this indivisible group for a while, and when I heard Obama's speech, I immediately thought that I had to, like, just send it to you immediately, pull out these clips, because what he was saying was the exact opposite of, of what you know what he was the exact opposite of what he's doing he was saying maybe alan would it be okay is it possible to play that clip one one more time yeah so let's hear clip one one more time
1: and instead of looking for ways to work together and get things done in a practical way we we've got folks who are deliberately trying to make folks angry to demonize people who have different ideas, to get the base all riled up because it provides a a short-term tactical advantage.
2: Now, isn't that what they're doing? Right.
3: Those folks he's talking about are Indivisible, a group that his Organizing for Action group is funding. (laughs) Those are who those folks are.
2: So he's all mad at himself? I
3: guess so. <laughs> I guess he's talking about himself.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's just crazy it's to me. It's
3: unbelievable. They do all of those things intentionally. It's in their guide.
2: It's the things that you, you've played on our podcast and just stuff that I've read that you've sent me. It's outrageous what they say. Can you Do you have a quick passage, something that people can just digest quickly that points this out?
3: The, the, the opening, of what? the opening of, of, what? of the Indivisible Guide, which is a Leninist, Stalinist, <laughs> you know, community organizing thing, it starts like this. Donald Trump is the biggest popular vote loser in history to ever call himself president. He has no mandate, but despite this, he's going to try to reshape America in his own racist, authoritarian, and corrupt image.
2: So is that uh, folks who are deliberately trying to make folks angry, you think?
3: I think so. Yeah, that's the first line of Are the guy. I think
2: demonizing people who have different ideas.
3: Yeah. What did they say in the one clip the that you need getting to getting the
2: base all riled up because it provides a short-term tactical advantage?
3: Yeah. And they said you need to you need to monitor Donald Trump by saying what would a white nationalist do? That's how white what they supremacists, told people. Or white white yeah.
2: That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So here was another thing. There was, oh, maybe you can't grab this quote real quick, but there was one about be prepared for violence. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It says, be careful. Oh, and there's another quote. I want to hear that. But there was another one that said, "If you're a person of privilege, which I think means like a person of pallor, that you you should use that position." It's such a bizarre way of talking that I. It's just strange. Anyway, if you don't have it, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on. Give me what you got. You just sent it to me. I'll let I'll put that on hold. Let me take a call. All right. Um. I'm going to go with Scott and Marietta. Scott, you're on with Monica.
1: Hey, Monica, I just couldn't believe the the uh, segment you just played from President Obama, because I really did. I, you just hit on it, but I thought he was talking about himself. Oh, yeah! And, uh, all of his followers.
2: He was. I mean, I, I literally, what Binkley just read was, I, I just <laughs> repeated Obama's clip, which was the exact thing that Binkley was reading was an Obama affiliate. Uh, yeah, no. I mean it's just crazy. So now, oh, Binkley, that you're ready with I'm my... A
0: hypocrite. So
2: I know, but isn't that that? But but the sad part. This is what makes me sad about it. When he read that Thomas Jefferson thing, that's exactly what we need to. If you had a real leader who wanted to unite us behind the principles of liberty and justice for all, look no further than a true implementation accounting. Of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, even if it's a flawed document, which I think it is uh, still, it's the it's the best answer. And it's a rallying point for all of us. Yet, the divisiveness is what they're really going for. But Scott, I gotta let I gotta let Binkley give me my what I was looking for.
3: They put a note on safety and privilege. They wrote it in all red and it says, we do not yet know how Trump supporters will respond to organized shows of opposition, but we have seen enough to be very concerned that minorities will be targeted or singled out. Plan your actions to ensure that no one is asked to take on a role that they they are not comfortable with, especially those roles that are going to be calling for semi-confrontational behavior. Hold on
2: they have they're giving out roles that call for quote semi-confrontation and this reminds me of the project veritas stuff where the guy said hey it takes a long time to get an old lady punched in the face but that is powerful stuff i mean that's semi-confrontational yeah.
3: and we have the clips of people screaming at congress people during town hall saying you want to kill my family
2: yeah, we've done stuff like that. Do you have a, a And but just keep reading. We don't have a lot of time, but there's something there I like.
3: Be mindful of the fact that not everyone is facing an equal level of threat. Members of your group who enjoy more privilege should. And they- that's
2: a that's a racial thing, right? They're really oh, just absolutely. saying if you're a person of power rather than a person of color, you you're in the pole position, yeah. and you should get a little more aggressive.
3: Yeah, yeah. It, members who enjoy more privilege should think carefully about how they can ensure that they are using their privilege to support other members of the group.
2: I just thought, <laughs> you know, maybe I, I'm... That's crazy. Still on the turnip truck, but I don't really get that. Anyway, I gotta take a break. Lots more to come. Hang on if you're on uh, the phone. 404 872 1-800-WSB-TALK Or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Well, no one's
4: gonna top that.
2: Monica Perez on News 95.5 at a.m.
0: 750 WSB.
2: 70 degrees outside the studio. Skies are partly cloudy. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. I'm going to G in Douglasville. Hey, G, you're on with Monica.
0: Hello, Monica. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm all right. Love your show. I like the dogs, but... I love talking to Monica Perez.
2: Well, know? sometimes you can have both. I'm on Sunday sometimes. Thank you for the compliment.
0: I'm going to to catch you out there. Um, I wanted to ask you um, if you had heard anything about this. Um, I've heard it from... Uh, I've read about it, or variations of it, um, in several places. Basically, the government of Chad was unable to fulfill some kind of administrative requirement, and so they were placed on a ban list. Being on the ban list, they got angry, and they basically pulled their troops out of Niger, and then these four guys got ambushed after they pulled their troops out. Uh, I don't know the details in Niger? of it, I've heard. In Niger? Niger, Niger, Niger yeah. Niger, it's the same country.
2: Oh, sorry, yeah. It was, it was it a, a French country. colony? Then they pronounce it French, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I was told they pulled their
0: troops out, and I wanted to know if you had heard anything about it, because I know you're pretty good about digging into things you were able to
2: Well, I'll tell you, that. you know, I did not, I did not dig into it, and I'll tell you why. I see stuff like that that looks really weird, like we didn't hear about it for two weeks. John McCain said he heard about it by reading it in the newspaper. I mean, that guy, his father was deep state. I mean, he was deep state before... The word deep state was created And this guy had to read the newspaper To get that information And then you get this dust up Between Trump and a congresswoman Over his tactlessness When I see something become Like a media circus like that I've really stopped digging into the details And And I'll tell you There might even be a deeper meaning to that Maybe Maybe that's an easy way for them to get somebody like me not to pay attention by by uh, having this avalanche of nonsense, garbage, you know, bickering stuff that distracts you from the real issues. I mean, they were supposedly relying on French cover, right, to to protect them? Why would we do yes. that?
0: And they pull their troops out. I was told they're trying to turn it into a Benghazi moment.
2: Uh, well, I don't know, but... um. If it keeps, if it stays in the news, I will dig into it. But uh, sometimes I, I over, I uh, overcorrect and stay away from what I think is a distraction. Thanks for the call, Forrest Jenny. Hang on. More calls after the break. 800 WSB Talker. Tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. And now for something completely different. On News 95.5
0: and AM 750 WSB.
1: Why are we deliberately? trying to misunderstand each other and be cruel to each other and put each other down. That's
2: that's not who we are. This is Monica Perez, uh, your libertarian voice on WSB. I'm on till six tonight. Normally I'm on three to six unless there's football. Uh, And that was Obama from a speech this week where he throughout this speech, he talks about how basically what jerks, the anti-Trump people are, how divisive they are. Except for he says divisive. Is that correct? You know, I'm a grammar. I'm a grammar Nazi. Um, He says that, that clip I just played for you. He says, why are we deliberately trying to misunderstand each other and be cruel to each other and put each other down? That's not who we are. But Binkley, my producer here says uh, that's, That's who he is, isn't that what you're coming up with? Is that I was surprised because when I heard this, it reminded me of all the indivisible stuff that you've, I introduced me to over the past several months, but I didn't know that Obama had any part of that. But but we were just talking about that he did, right?
3: Yeah, Obama's Organizing for Action group that originated from his, uh, I think, 2008 campaign, they got back together to help to partner with this indivisible group and fund them. And they send people out to agitate, to scream at people during town halls, and their whole policy is to never cooperate with anything that Trump or Republicans do.
2: You know, one, one um, clip you played for me, I wish I knew what episode it was we do a podcast propaganda report uh you can go to propagandareportdaily.com but one of the things was where they were explaining to people how to disrupt a town hall meeting yeah. and they said uh if they try to take the mic away from you then then go tick, tick, tick. What, what do they say like it's just a such obnoxious it's
3: like a awful, really
2: counterproductive yeah they... disruptive
3: Tell them to jerk the microphone back away. A, a confrontational thing, and they do it with a commercial with, like, fluffy music and make it seem lighthearted. Oh,
2: and didn't they say, like, oh, here was a great one. Some woman was dedicating a children's hospital, so we all came up behind her on our kayaks with with signs of, like, you know, <laughs> right. uh, people dying from loss of Obamacare, you know, whatever it was. They
3: tell them it's good for the movement to get pictures of people getting pulled out of wheelchairs by police on the front page of the news
2: yeah that was like a congresswoman or something right yeah jen. she's
3: with indivisible she was sitting next to the founder of indivisible when she said that
2: ah <sighs> that that i wish we had that clip that was the the senator jen what was this? she's like illinois yes jen, she's a something? senator from illinois yeah, so that's enough information illinois. but she said it's so powerful Images of people getting pulled out of, I mean, right. so powerful. And then the next week, there was such an image, correct? People
3: were protesting it's in wheelchairs powerful. getting pulled out of <laughs> the courthouse, right?
2: Quite powerful. Anyway, I don't want to keep these guys on hold too long. I'm going to take a couple of calls. Let me go to Forrest and Fairburn. Hi, hi, Forrest. How are you? Oh, I can hardly hear you, Forrest. Say it again. Oh, I can't hear you. I'm not going to hang up on you. I'm going to put you on hold, and then I'll get back to you if the connection gets better. I'm going to go to Jenny and Marietta. Hi, Jenny. You're on with Monica. Hi, this
4: is Monica. I just want to make a comment. I don't live in Atlanta. I live in Habersham County in the northeast Georgia mountains. But we watch the Atlanta Channel, and I've noticed in your mail race, um. America Sheen Reed has been backing um, the black lady, Tisha something. I can't remember her name. Anyway, that's all right. That's fine and good. But he has come out and urged the black community to get behind her. Now, I just wonder what would happen if someone came out for uh, Mary Norwood, I think she's the white candidate, and urge the white community to back her. There would be all sorts of hip, uh, hoorah about it, and if she should win, oh my goodness!
2: It would probably be illegal. But uh, but here's the thing. I mean, I I hear you, and and what that is for me is actually a. It's really a poverty for. Uh, In this example, black people that that you should give somebody your vote based on the color, color of their skin without assessing their principle. I mean, that's a problem because that's not what you want to do, what you want. And that's why, funny enough, that Obama speech that I that I read the clip of earlier about Thomas Jefferson and how the foundational principles of this country when applied universally once you really got rid of the problem of slavery i mean slavery is over so now that people have equal rights under the law those are the rights you want to have and that's what you want to focus on it's it's a, an actual corruption it's a trick to just uh, and, and you know how easy it is to to subvert that like i mean isn't that what carpetbaggers were that like carpetbaggers were just to get uh uh black people to front corrupt white uh you know sharp hucksters so you know it just it makes me sad that we have to talk about this stuff all the time and that uh the discourse gets ugly and everybody kind of you just can't avoid talking about it and i feel like we sh- we we could easily like these problems get to be bad when there when there's like real poverty people dying stuff like that we have the technology we have so if we had a little more liberty people could uh you know just work in the way they want if you sell stuff on the internet race is not an issue like even if people were truly like i i I made their decisions based on race you could avoid it you could get around it they use it for political purposes it bums me out anyway so uh so uh it all goes back to this identity politics stuff, which was funny in the "Indivisible" quote you read earlier, Pinkley. Like, if you're a person of privilege, which I think <laughs> means a white person, yeah. then you should you should get out front. You should get out front and you know kind of put your chin out first to help out the minorities who are going to have more of a problem than you are. I I don't even know if that's true. Yeah, you know, like I I don't see. I, I can't imagine this. Okay. So then you look at this alt-right thing, you look at how populism or whatever that this has infiltrated the right. The right, when you say conservative in this country, that means hearkening back to the old days, the good old days. The good old days were what they called classical liberal, liberal meaning liberty. The good old days were the times of uh, small government and states' rights, unlike Europe, where conservative is like monarchical, hierarchical, feudal. That's what conservatism is, is there. So when you've got uh, when you ha- I think these people are also charlatans and hucksters like Richard Spencer, who emphasize race. What is white identity in this country? I mean, I literally still talk about what my what countries my grandparents came from. I mean, I'm a citizen of Ireland. I, I it's it's a maybe even your religion is more of a cultural factor than the color of your skin i mean i I don't even get that and i think it's artificial and it has absolutely nothing to do with politics because it's not a principle so we could all unite if we talked about principles which is where we can circle back to this ideology of tyranny which uh, according to preparata the author's name was it came to the 1980s in this country so reagan had the reagan democrats he united that was the last time that was going to happen since then it's been divisiveness and and how do you get divisiveness in this country if you have the 10th amendment if the 10th amendment is operative the 10th amendment pushes down to the states anything that's not in the constitution the 18 enumerated powers of the federal government if you have that the federal the constitution and the bill of rights is the least it's like in math the least common denominator it's the least thing that we could all agree to. We could all agree to that. Left, right, you could actually have socialism in your state. The federal constitution isn't going to prevent that. So so the way it was set up is that you have the, the least common stuff is at, at the federal level and everything else is at the state level. We could all agree to that. Those are principles we could actually all get behind. And what, what's something you can't all get behind? Color, orientation, Sex, you know, identity, things, that's why it's identity. It's things you cannot shed or compromise or talk over. It's the one thing that could be, if if you were going to focus on it as the divisive element, it's the one thing that's divisive. So, uh, I mean, does this make sense? What do you got?
3: Yeah, it makes perfect sense. People can't control that, so you can easily categorize and turn people against each other based on it.
2: And it distracts you. It's the ultimate diversion. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's funny that they call this organization indivisible, <laughs> you know, when its, it's purpose is, is division.
3: Yeah, exactly. And they tell people they're trying to achieve certain things. But if these things are achieved by compromising with Trump, then they show that they're really not trying to. Like, Oh, the you, dreamers had, you had
2: an example of that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah,
3: they called for justice for the dreamers, right? And then a week later, Pelosi comes to a deal with trump and so indivisible decides that's not enough and they send people to pelosi's meeting to attack her during one of her speeches and say all of us or none of us
2: and it's funny because i kind of felt like in that way Trump is almost like a Manchurian candidate for that because I think the Dreamers are going to get some legislation that Obama could not pass, and he actually said to Congress, "It's your turn yeah. now, and I'll sign it," which is kind of crazy. But I actually there was a clip that I was talking about earlier that I'd like to play, where I, I feel like this is an indication of maybe you can see Trump as a Manchurian candidate. I think that this is is a augurs ill, like it it it's. If you're going to look into the future based on this clip, it doesn't look good if he really follows up on this. Let's hear clip five.
0: The United Nations has this uh, great, great... Uh, uh, it's its almost a power to bring people together like nothing else. It hasn't been used. You are starting to really uh, get your arms around it. And I have a feeling that things are going to happen with the United Nations like you haven't seen before. I mean, to have, to have this group of nations... In one location, with one person, which is you, uh, leading it strongly, I think is, uh, in terms of world peace and other things and other many other things that you're working on. Uh, I just wish you luck because uh, the the potential that you have is really unlimited. Good luck.
2: I want to take a poll. Show of hands. Anybody who wants the UN. To do things it's never done before, to use more of its power, to be stronger, to, to be led strongly by one guy. Raise your hand.
3: I don't see any hands. I don't see
2: any hands. You guys look around, look around, look in the kitchen. <laughs> see any hands? I mean, is this what you want from this guy? That's globalism. That's globalism. The League of Nations and then the United Nations are stepping stones to world government. And the United Nations actually was supposed to morph into it's it's the ability to tax and to enforce laws that that the United that that would create the true world authority that the United Nations has the potential to be. So when he says it has potential, it's the potential to use force and uh, to be the true world authority. That's kind of scary. We're going to wrap it up after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.
0: White supremacy in any form is blasphemy against the American creed.
2: Bush said that this week, and it just... This... He's... I noticed this on Fox. They're like, the worst thing you can do is bigotry. The worst thing you can do. I'm like, you know what? I think the worst thing you can do is like child rape. I don't know. There's a lot of things that are worse than having thoughts. And the idea of uh, blasphemy, which is really... Probably the worst sin, sin against God, sin against the Holy Spirit. But the American creed is not a religion, you know. They really, I just found that quote to be quite manipulative, and I thought I would share it with you. Showers and storms likely Monday with a forecast high of 70 as the work week begins, but that could change. So stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And I am going to give Kevin and Milton the last word. Kevin, you have one minute. Go.
0: Monica, I I, thank you for the call. I've got some great things that the U.N. can do that they haven't done before. First, I think they should start by apologizing for all the harm they've done. Then they can proceed to return all of the funds they've collected from uh, countries. They can leave those countries, and then they can disband. I think that would be an excellent start for them.
2: There is some potential there, Kevin. I hear where you're coming from. (laughs) I like that. Maybe that's what Trump meant
4: maybe maybe, maybe. so we hope right yep and
2: i actually think thank you for the call i actually do think that you got to keep your eyes and ears open to this guy even if you're a trump supporter i had a lot of people call saying they were trump supporters and i said do you really does this guy spat off principles does he have a track record of sticking to principles you know what do you think They're like you know what i don't want hillary maybe there's some hope there whatever i got gotcha. you no problem However, we got to keep our eyes and ears open. When I get Trump supporters telling me that it is time to regulate the media after all, I'm thinking, this is working. Anyway, so uh, that wraps up the show today. If you want to know when my show is going to be on because I move around a lot with uh, with UGA Sports, go to my website, monicaperecho.com or PropagandaReportDaily.com and Binkley and I do a podcast that's really uh, I mean, people are really fascinated with the stuff we've done on the Vegas shooting. You want to tell people how to? what's the best way to find that or help us out?
3: At PropagandaReportDaily.com there's an Apple icon on the right. Click on that icon. Subscribe on iTunes or whatever your platform of choice is.
2: That's a great plan, and you can also get the podcast of this show and all the WSB shows on that same feed of the Propaganda Report. Thank you very much. Thank you, Binkley, Alan, Mahalia, for your help on the show. This is Monica Perez.